Hey guys, it's Kat. And it's Russell. And we are Critical Whimsy. Russell, how are you doing? Well, today, it's uh, been a bit of an interesting week, bit of ups and downs, quite a few downs. But yeah, coming right. And how about you? <laughs> I was going to like interrogate that mysterious intro. Well, we can. But you know, once I start talking, I'm going to forget. Okay, so I actually don't want to even give too much away because it's actually tied in hmm. with my week and the shittiness that it is is tied in with our title today. So I guess that like without further ado or preamble... I'm going to actually go straight into it today. Okay, guys, we don't mess around you're anymore. you ask me what the title is. Oh, you psychic. It's like a psychic show, guys. Critical Whimsy is now a psychic show, and Russell has tarot cards, and he can astro-project. I'm telepathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Okay, Russell, what's our topic for this week? Well, I didn't anticipate that question. <laughs> I was going to ask you what your favorite color was, but then I was like, no, no, we have work to do, and we've got an hour. So our topic today is control, and my favorite color is dark green. <laughs> He's a basic bitch, but we still love him. Okay, so... Very basic. Now we're going to leave our fucking topic alone for a moment and actually just discuss where we are right now, because this is critical whimsy and we can do whatever we want. Russ, why was your week so... And there's a point to this madness guys there is yes there is Russ why was the week up and down what was the like the high and the low you speak of is it the COVID thing no no it's tell me sir what are your thoughts why is it unpredictable sorry guys I'm interviewing him okay now I'm suddenly on the spot again well done no it's just been a rough week financially and the like for me I'm undergoing what might be a devil's dorp type situation guys this is happening i'm so glad you brought that up guys you're dying to know how russell's getting devil's dorp right now we'll get to that later don't just calm down yes you're getting devil's dorp continue as i said financially being a bit up and down um yeah just largely things along that sort of line some of the isolation has been getting to me a bit but we were going to tell people where we were recording. That's on to you, Kat. <laughs> All right. So, guys, apparently it's going to snow. So we decided to do our episode outside, which Russell is shivering. I'm not. And there's a reason for why I'm not shivering, and Russell is. And it's not because I'm fat and he's thin. It's because... <laughs> okay, because of my reveal. We actually, it's going to snow. So we decided to do an episode outside by the fire. We were going to stare at the fire and then realize we couldn't have our phones dangling and our recording stuff dangling over the fire pit. Uh, the braai. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's not show off. And uh, we decided to do this, yeah, outside. So if it starts snowing and we start screaming, A, we're getting devil's dorped, or B, it's snowing. Too early for the full devil's dorp. This is going to take a few weeks to build up at the least. Yeah. So Russell likes to play with danger. Let me tell you how I don't like to play with danger. So guys, for those of you who stalk Russell or are friends with Russell, you know that his birthday actually happened two weeks ago, but we only released the comeback episode last this week. And you're wondering, but why? But why, Russ? I wanted to send you my happy birthday and you got it a week late. Like, I'm so upset. So, 
two weeks ago, but not on Russell's birthday, the day after when I was bitterly sober, I broke my elbow. And last week was a week of absolute agony, insecurity, not knowing if I was going to be in a cast or have surgery, going to strange hospitals called Wilkehirfel, which may or may not devil stalk me, meeting strange doctors with hectic professions. It was a lot. So yeah, it wasn't even a question. Last week, Russ and I did get together. I might have been some thought about podcasting, but honestly, I was so busy doing my elbow jokes for him and then getting upset because the lady who was supposed to help me get changed into my pajamas didn't show up, <laughs> harassing her that, you know, guys, we didn't podcast. It was a bitter fucking time, you know? So sorry about that. We'll try and make this episode longer or not. I don't know. It's been trying. But now I'm feeling better. But this brings us to our episode, yeah. which is control. We've brought up devil's doping. We've we brought have. up broken elbows. We've brought up finances, up and down. What do all these things have in, co- have in common at a glance? Well, quite obviously, that's a leading question going towards our topic. And it's quite obviously control. No one saw that coming. Maybe they didn't, Russell. Maybe if you weren't being such a silly fuck the whole time, being Mr. Smart Alec, they were like, shit, shit. Like, they're fucking smoking weed, which, like, you know what, smells like poverty, yo. And they were chilling, and they were like, what do these have in common? This is amazing. This is the tagline of the century. What will Kat have written? But instead... Russ fucking goes, oh, this is so obvious. I'm so clever. <laughs> so sorry, guys. No, Russ knew the, the... My apologies if I ruined anything for anyone. It was outside of my control. <laughs> Where to take responsibility, which is another word for control. Russ, what are your thoughts of control? Or uncontrol, rather? My thoughts on control. Well... A lot of people say that, you know, the only thing you can control is yourself. My personal belief is that's not always true. You can sometimes control things outside of yourself, to a degree, and you can't always control everything about yourself either. I was really interested when we had our pre-production meeting, which was really professional and sober and classy and sponsored buy some really cool brand and still (laughs) outside in the cold before we got the fire going russ i asked russ that question and he was like you can't control yourself people say you can control yourself but you can't and he was like really passionate about that he was like i've seen a guy smash a window and he broke his hand doing it and it's just because i was stealing his like macy and uh yeah he didn't have i was like Okay, but Russ, what about, like, then we wouldn't have prison? We have to take responsibility, and then he'd have to pay damages to that bar. You know what I mean? Like, the girlfriend's not going, that was out of his control. She's going, oh, I'm so glad I chose Russell. He has more control than that motherfucker that I was dating. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Hmm. I think that people don't think... Yeah, there are levels of control, I guess. Okay, tell me about it. I'm sure most people have been through this, where something has just pushed you and you shouting and you can't stop yourself there are always things you can't control for me one of the big things is like mental illness i can't control when i'm depressed or not that is 
entirely beyond my control. If someone dumps you, you get sad, you get upset. That's not exactly something you control or can control and just switch off. I see what you're doing. It's very clever. <laughs> that makes a change for me. <laughs> I'll have to change your name from smart fucker to stupid fucker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> stupid motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so here's my thing. I'm no psychologist, guys. I'm a humble postgraduate from WITS. Guys, in my time, it was the greatest university in South Africa. Um, I do have a degree in sociology. It's industrial. And we're sticking with the uh, humble, <laughs> I see. That's good. No, listen, but I'm a control freak. That's what I'm getting to. Okay, so you're talking about stuff that you don't have control over. Yeah. The, the, the most frustrating thing for me as a control freak is how often I get blindsided by other people. How unpredictable other people are. One of the things that I think landed me in therapy, and on medication even, was the fact that I couldn't control anything. And now, years later, I can watch people trying to control shit they can't control. And I go, dude, you're wasting your time. You're trying to control me? Like, this is the hilarious thing about being a control freak, is that you can't handle anyone controlling you. So, I don't work for big businesses. I don't like even like have bosses. I have clients because I find it so traumatic authority, like anyone with control over me. And I'm single, which I think is a very definitive sign of someone with an unhealthy relationship with control because I see control in a relationship, power, power and control. It's a power is a fake control, but it's still control. So for me, okay, so this is where I'm going to lead off from where I am a, as a control freak because I've actually had to accept this because not because I had a fucking light bulb moment, but because it was so brutally obvious to everyone. I've been called possessive, which is really controlling in relationships. I've been called jealous, which is controlling in relationships. I've been called controlling, <laughs> which is controlling in relationships. Okay, so what happens when someone like me... So guys, you might know me, you might not know me, but you probably don't know me like Russ knows me. Russ, I want to ask you a question, and this might be a little bit unfair, but when you heard I broke my elbow and I was like completely incapacitated, what were your thoughts about how I was going to deal with it? Did you just think I'd be cool? Like, I'm interested to know. Actually, it's not a trick question because you know me... Yeah. better than anyone what were your thoughts about not not okay the pain I feel sorry your emotions that's your control but like if you your first kinds of thoughts about how I was dealing with it you know we were t- communicating the whole time but I wasn't sure how you would manage it uh, broken elbow you're the one that needs to drive herself to work every weekday and drive herself back and with a broken arm or elbow that's um, more than a little tricky and challenging and even if you do manage it, that's going to impact on the healing process. So that's exactly what I thought about. Mm. And also because I live alone with my cats. And the first thing I learned was that I had no control over other people helping me. I, I could like ask people, I could ask for support. But if you're controlling like me, it's actually really hard. Unless I'm paying you. Like, yeah, it's a loss you. of independence. You're putting yourself in the hands of other people. 
and you can't control how much they will or won't give and a lot of the promises that were made and assurances given just weren't actually fulfilled and like you know what i have a relationship with you where i'm very confident i'm the left hand of critical whimsy i am strong and independent and fucking outspoken about every single topic on earth this is our dynamic all of a sudden and you're like the sensitive fun person who like gets stalked and doesn't get upset like you stalk me you're fucked there's a fucking police investigation by me and it's terrifying and like you know it's solved within five minutes because i'm so controlling i'm like don't you dead freddy krueger me motherfucker um rice is the fun part i'm the like i'm the solid i think in our relationship which makes me what the gas there's a common theme you accuse me of being a farter in our last episode <laughs> I think that you are in a way or maybe I perceive us like this like you're a lot like more freer than me you're a lot more light hearted not like light hearted but like you handle things like you don't have the stakes I think that I have I think I'm like burning all the time and you're more like fuck it i think it's harder for me to say fuck it than for you mm. possibly 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 not also i don't know so for me being a controlling person has actually ended up with me being very independent and being alone a lot of the time mm. and when i broke my elbow i couldn't do anything I couldn't dress myself, couldn't brush my teeth, I'm left-handed, my left elbow was broken, and the first few days were bad. Russell got a fucking running commentary, and I was just... By the time the, like, osteo guy had, the osteo god had said, you're booked off for two weeks, I actually just breathed a sigh of relief. I was like, I don't need surgery, I just need to lie down and sleep. I was exhausted. Being controlling, the first thing I can tell you about it is... Being controlling is exhausting. It's a full-time job. Controlling other people, controlling myself, telling myself what to do all the time, not devil's doping anyone. It's an exhausting job. Russ but is that control? Yeah, it is for me. Okay. Because I am a depressive and I get So let's dip into now. that. How yeah. do you feel you can control other people? So that's a false thing for me. But nice you just said you can control other people. I think I feel like I can control the relationships I have with other people. Not like mm. I'm not like Julius Malema. I'm not like mad with power where I'm like, guess what? Lockdown's over for the EFF and no one has to go do. We're not doing lockdown anymore. And everyone's like, okay, dun dun dun. But we didn't actually know <laughs> what level we're on. If, if the liquor stores weren't opened or closed, we probably would be going home whenever we wanted from our friends' houses, karaokeing till the, like, 3 o'clock in the morn. We would be living our best lives. It's only because, like, I honestly think this is, like, no one even knows what level we're on. You could tell me we're in level 1. You could tell me we're in level 5. I'm like, cool, I'm still working. I still buy booze and I still hang out. Hmm. Two weeks ago, it was a little bit different, but there was a cold front. Now it's going to snow, so we just adjusted. South Africans, you think we only deal with the heat, but babies, you are wrong. We are now fucking 
it's been a long winter, baby. <laughs> yeah. So make no mistake, I don't think it's an illusions of grandeur thing, though it can be. I mean, look at my final goal thesis. Hmm. Isn't that very controlling? I have a belief that when I enter really bad situations, yeah. I will survive it. This is basically saying the opposite of what Russell said, which is like, I can't even control if someone dumps me, which is true, and when I'm going to have a depressive episode and how much I'm going to cry like a little bitch when someone dumps me. I'm saying I'm in a fucking murder house with the slut, the jock, the stoner, hmm. and the nerd and the virgin and I survive yeah I still don't see that as being control deciding which who the killer is going to let kill him or let live or die or save to the last or the fact that I'm going to be faster than a jock let's be serious Russ hmm. <laughs> I'm not the fittest person <laughs> I'm gonna and also the stoner might just be having a sleep and be missed off completely the slut is just having such wild sex I don't like that word guys it's just a final goals terminology but I think that that my idea that if I get my so this was maybe something I did more a few years ago than I do now hmm. but a few years ago I had a bit of a risky behavior thing where I was like I can play with the devil I can dance with the devil I think we've all been there and done that some of us are doing this at the moment thank you for saying that and I'd like you to articulate on that but let me just finish what I was thinking which yeah. is like a few years ago actually throughout my 20s and even my early 30s, I was like, I had a big belief that I could survive anything. And I could basically be someone who could like end up in an orgy or end up in like a cult or end up in like the worst relationship. And I would always survive it. There was nothing I could survive. I couldn't survive. Tell, you know, you read a book, oh, I'd read a thriller and someone would die and I'd be like, oh, this person's husband died. And then he's actually the murderer. And I'd be like, yeah, couldn't survive it. There was nothing that scared me from my belief that I, and that's like a sense of false concern, control, hmm. because you knew, know better than anyone in my life that a few years ago I met someone who was like a final girl monster. And I said to you, I was like, I survived it. And then I kept on going back for sequels. My control issues, so the thing with a control, a controlling personality like mine is it mixes up with codependency. You want other people to react and behave the way that suits you. A controlling person isn't doing things, so Adolf Hitler and me are both like, cool, we're going to do a certain thing to make you do, respond in the way that we need you to respond. I'm no Adolf Hitler. But I am a bit of a control freak. No, you don't have the moustache for I don't one. have a moustache. No, I don't. Not the specific one. Anyone. There are certain probably other bigger differences, but um, we'll take those. But you know what given. I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know if he was controlling or not, but like, I'm, I'm just going to uh, presume he was. what I know of him, yeah. yes. Like, maybe it's a leader. And here's the thing. I don't see myself as a leader. I've always been like, okay, cool. If I'm in a situation and everyone's bitching, I'll make a plan I'm very good at kind of like my mind will always be working you know me I'm always thinking I'm always feeling crisis moment happens I'm thinking this is a controlling person yeah no but this is my thing the crisis moment happens 
because you weren't in control of everything leading up to that situation. If you were in control, the crisis moment would never happen. So to steal a quote from Jurassic Park, control is the illusion. You never had control, John. I have control over myself. How I react to situations. Again, I also disagree with that statement, but yes. So I've been really angry. Hmm. I've been really angry and I've been really jealous and I've been really fucking crazy jealous angry. I've never smashed a mirror in a bar. Why? Because I can't afford to pay for the damages because I don't want to make a show of myself and make a fool of myself and because I don't have the greatest medical aid. Those things are in my brain all the time when someone is destroying me in a bar, possibly during a sick karaoke number, or in Russell's case, he's stealing their, their partner. I've got that. That person's like, I don't think about those things. Okay, so there might be degrees of control. Could you control how you felt at that time? With what? Jurassic Park, any the, of, the, the bar, the karaoke number? Or you have no, but any of one. those situations, would you have been in complete control of your emotions? Hmm. Excellent question. So my therapist said, like, the thing about me is that there's the thinking part of me and the feeling part of me. And sometimes I'm, like, out of control. And I'm just, like, completely incoherent. And that's basically what we define as when Kat is just feeling. Hmm. She's just feeling everything. She's completely irrational. That is when I'm feeling... Reactive. Reactive, nice control word. Reactive, just feeling. And then she was like, but you have a really strong thinking part. Like, it really is a yin and yang with me where I have... I don't know. Some people have good and evil. I have thinking and feeling. That's how I'm divided. And I think you who know me really well and will spend an afternoon hearing me fucking, I think I called myself Asperger's early on. There's no one who's like a bigger thinker, a, a bigger thinker in a strange way, in a cat way of the things she's very specific about. No one's calling me a genius. I am a genius. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just quoting Freddie Mercs. No, no. But I mean, I will be like thinking. And when I'm thinking, I'm good. You know, you might even notice it unconsciously, not even consciously when you're around me. The difference between when I'm thinking about stuff obsessively versus when I'm feeling about something. That's the difference in when you know when I'm in control of myself versus when you're like, okay, fuck, I need to take a step. Do you know what I'm saying? Can you like pinpoint that? You've seen it. You saw it with my monster. You saw it with, you see it every, most of the time I'm thinking. It's you, the other night you saw me feeling. Yes. Feeling like everyone's like, you should feel stuff. Yes, yes, guys, feel, feel, feel like I'm the biggest feeling person in the, in the world. I'm, Russell says he's dark green. I'm fucking deep sea green in the feelings of the color charts of your nerd fucking 16 personality thing. No one fucking feels. Last night I asked my friend's boyfriend, I was like, how do you deal with feelings of pain? And he was like, I don't feel. And then he said something interesting to me, which I was like, I must remember this when I'm not drunk and podcasting professionally. He said to me, I'm not like you. I don't think all the time. 
so I don't feel the time. I was like, okay, that's an interesting, very complex like thing, and we're not going to even approach that right now no. because I'm not no, that wow. warm enough <laughs> and smart enough to kind of like attack that. But it is interesting because like feeling isn't just necessarily like a dumb thing. I'm not being dumb when I'm feeling. No, not at all. I never said that. No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm like thinking, I'm, I'm thinking out loud right now. <laughs> I'm feeling out loud right now. But it's an interesting thing. What are you thinking when you like heard all of that? Because I saw a few lights going on in your eyes like, fuck mm. yeah. Yeah, okay. Some of that might be construed as control. Some of it's not, I don't think. Maybe we differ in our definitions of control. But some of that is still reactive. It's still how you're dealing with stuff outside of your outside of your control. But you don't always manage to rein that in, manage to shape it to go down the paths you want. Okay, so let's say fairly dysfunctional person like me with control issues. Severe control issues on my level. Alright, I'm not an anomaly. No. I don't hurt creatures. I don't hurt people. I don't... Let's say I don't have violent tendencies. Like, the one thing we know about me, I don't have violent tendencies. Mm. I think that's quite nice. I might be Yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, no, it's quite cool. But I, I have anomalies. You know what I mean? Like, dysfunction, and you've seen it in my past. If not right now... Though they do come out when I'm panicking, like with my arm and I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated and I'm vulnerable. Vulnerability also linked to control. But a few years ago, when I was in my 20s, I never had like aggression. I've never had aggression issues. I might shout and I am actually and the irony of me is that I'm very combative. I like don't mind to fucking fight. I don't mind to burn. I'm a scorched earth kind of girl, but I'm never violent. Like, I'm not going to be like, and then I'm going to break your car. Then I'm going to break your toothbrush. I'm like, I'm going to use my words. And like, I actually said this to you the other night, and I think you didn't realize it until I said it to you and gave you permission. Because this is a thing with people like me, is I said to you, because we were talking about a friend of yours and you were having trouble figuring out how to deal with it. And I said to you, the thing is with me, Russ, because I gave you a solution and it was a verbal solution. Perfect, perfect. Classic cat of CW. Critical. And I said to you, but listen, you know, that's my fucking, that's my power. Mm. I go into a relationship without knowing the guy, liking the guy, whatever the guy and I know that I am going to win no matter what. In any, and I have fucking played with big star motherfuckers. I played with the Russells. I know that the one thing I can do is I can go verbal. So you're going verbal abusive motherfucker. Actually, no. But probably when I was unaware. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think like it was a big deal calling someone a bitch or calling someone weak or a coward. Now I know because also we get old. So back to my original thing. In my 20s, I'd get into relationships with guys mm. that would treat me badly and it would make me go crazy. We talk about crazy girls in relationships. We laugh at them and we watch TikToks about them. It's great. But the whole thing was always trying to... Once you get to that point in dysfunction in a relationship, you're trying to control the other person. You're just trying to control the other person's behavior. The whole time, everything you say, everything you do, everything you wear, mm. everything you eat, 
is about controlling and it's false because you can't do that because then he like moves on to some chick who does whatever she wants you're like but what i need to do this unconsciously i'm like trying to control my unconscious i've had that thought a few times i, I think you just made my argument for me right tell there. me tell me your argument no, well, my whole thing about no control, you literally just made my argument about for me. other people, though. This is all about me and other people. I haven't gotten to myself yet. Though. Okay. This was me. Well, let's get to yourself then. <laughs> let's dig in. So, this is beautiful. Let's hold hands. I have been a fellowship member for many, many years. Not of a a and a a, and it doesn't matter. Fucking. I've been part of a fellowship. And the one thing all fellowships end off is with is a poem, a prayer, which says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference. Hmm. Okay. Which so implies that there are some things you can control, yes. Change change and control are not necessarily the same thing but change might lead to a sense of self-control mm. do i need yeah. to be more mm, talking in pictures because <laughs> you're like ah that's nice so with regards to the guys that would treat me badly in a relationship no matter what I ate, no matter how many video games of them I played, no matter how much I dressed in a way that they liked, did my hair the way they liked, dressed the way they liked, whatever you want I could never get them to love me the way I needed to be loved so that was me failing in my control over them what I realized was I do not have control over them but then I went back and back and back in therapy and I realized that as a child, I didn't have control over any of the situations I was in. I felt really vulnerable. And as an adult, I became a little bit psychotic about that. Not in a harmful way. <laughs> you keep on saying that. It's so weird. But I would try to control how people would love me. That's so mad. Now, as two adults, I sit here and I go, Russ, that's quite mad, hey? And you're like, yeah. You're like, I'm just nodding. <laughs> you forget you're on a, like, podcast. You're like, yeah, that's Yeah, but no one mad. can see my yeah, reaction. You're like... Yes. So, what I had to deal with was me. And my sense of self-worth, I had to deal with my sense of knowing myself. So, the first step of controlling yourself, changing yourself, it's getting to know yourself. And like, here's the, the juxtaposition. It's like when you get to know yourself, you're like, okay. So earlier on today, I said to you, is it weird that I get a little bit Asperger when we talk film and literature mm. and I can fucking quote the screenwriter of this and the director and I'm like, okay, this actor from the 80s played this guy in the 2020 movie and I like make drop an interstellar joke in there and a and a cable guy joke and it's a lot and and i said to you i made a comment to you earlier on it wasn't a trap i said to you do you like this or is it a lot and you were like uh, i don't know it's like you cat names i don't know yeah that's all right and my friend last night was like talking we had a like uh, uh, and this is a whole other like episode we might not have time for right now where i was like cats are dogs doggy dogs 
And then she was talking about how the cat caramel had caught this rat who she says is a mouse, but it looks like a rat to me. And the dog helped her. And then she quoted Coraline, the movie. And I was like, oh, it's such a good book. And then I laughed and I said, do you remember how, because she lives in Cape Town now, I was like, do you remember how I used to always do that to you? We talk about a movie and I'd be like, oh, it's such a good book. You'd be like, I didn't even know. <laughs> and it's like, that's what I do. I, I read the books, I watch the movies, and that's my passion. It's a good thing, it's a bad thing. Okay, so my friends are like, find it endearing or arbitrary or just lose the reference. You know you know who Frank Kafka is when we were talking about reality TV loves shows early on. That's great. I can, I also, I, I need someone, a reliable audience to be smart. That's why I hang out with Russ. He's reliably smart. I can like name drop that. He's like pulling faces like, oh man, I'm Marilyn Monroe. I don't know anything except blowjobs and bar games. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not that um, uneducated with one of those at least. So basic bitch stuff was for me to be like, to meet this person and to first meet this outrageous person who reads so many books every week, who watches so many films who's watched so many films in her lifetime and read so many books, who desperately tries to write, who's constantly, like, overthinking and overfeeling her writing, and to be like, oh, my gosh, Kat, I could spend the rest of my life with you. This is actually... So you don't know if it's always fun with me. I know that it's always fun with me. It's also sometimes... I also have had a uh, had a comment that's come to me many times, which Russ has very kindly never said. Though I think he might have gone close to it. Where I've had like partners say to me, "You don't have to get so dark. You, you're like you get really dark sometimes." No, I like it dark. Thanks, Russ. But you did ask me last night very flippantly: "Are you gonna get fuck up drunk, or are you gonna get?" fun drunk because i need to just know it's fine either way it's not a trap but if you're getting fucked up drunk i need to be quite sober no, no, that was more a reference to the comedy video that you just sent me that little tiktok clip who fuck knows what i sent you it was a million years i did ago. i'd watched it and then made a reference to that in my question oh the kevin hart one yes <laughs> that's the one <laughs> that was so That's about all me. that was about. Okay. All right. Okay. I was just like internalizing. <laughs> Let's always communicate. Someone like me needs words in case you haven't noticed. Okay. So I like, I'm like, when I go really dark and sometimes, sometimes it's really dark in my brain. And I think Russ, you know this. Hmm. The most important question I can ask myself is I go, can I be okay with this? It's not about Russ. It's not about my gorgeous friend in Cape Town. It's not about parents, present or past. It's about me. I'm like, can I, can I deal with this? Can I love you? And I like always say yes. The more I loved myself, the less I cared about controlling other people loving me. Here's the thing with me. For me, control, control was never about proving my manhood or womanhood. It was about people loving me. So once you find out what it is you're trying to control, I think that makes it a lot easier. Oh, fucking light bulb moment, critical whimsy. We solve problems. 
So for me, it's love. And I mean, good fucking God, my first therapy session in my adulthood, the therapist listened to me ramble on for an hour and a half. And at the end, she smiled at me and said, the saddest thing, she said to me, the hardest thing you will ever have to learn for you, Miss Cat, is how to love yourself. And that was the whole thing about my controlling. The only reason why you try to control motherfuckers to love you is because you don't love yourself. Mm. So for me, control. So it's always like it's always a really amazing to learn what a basic bitch I am, which is like I just want to need to love myself, and then worry less about other people loving me, and then like you don't care when people blindside you because when that ex-boyfriend of mine broke up with me, I mean. There was anger. I hate being blindsided. The control issue. That's my whole thing. But like the love thing never bothered me. Him not loving me never bothered me. He, he, you know, when he left, he was like, don't hurt yourself over me. And we were like, no, no. Yeah, it wasn't worth that. But you also like catch your, and, and like that friend whose boyfriend might be like a messiah or something figure. He, the one who last night said, you think, you know, you think and stuff. Very profound, motherfucker. Um, being on one of our episodes that got stolen by a, in a, in a situation we couldn't control. You know, at that time, I remember, and you were sitting next to me at the time, and I was crying, and he looked at me, and everyone was saying, that boyfriend's a dickhead, we're so upset. And he looked at me, he went, you can do better. Like, he was so simplistic in that he was like i'm not gonna feel that i'm gonna think it russ i think it's your turn to fucking blow this shit up and talk about what you try to control the most because i i think the greatest fear we have like i have a friend who says she's so scared about her drinking sorry you were sipping your drink so it reminded me and she's like the thing that i fear the most and i try to control the most is like the fact that i might be an alcoholic and i'm like okay cool if you were in therapy, like a good therapist, not a therapist who was just a addiction counselor and you were in rehab, because then it's like obvious, you know, either pretend or do it. But like say in real life, where you were trying to mature it out, you'd be like, cool, what does it mean if I lose this? And she was like, that would be so shit. I was like, okay, cool. What would be left? Like explain these parameters. Her control issue is alcohol i think what we found out the other night with me is it always comes back to love Mm. even my arm being broken me not being able to dress myself and not having someone to dress me comes down to me not being loved it's so sad when we say it but it's so freeing also yeah you know what i mean so grass what is it for you or you've not spent as much time in therapy as i have no but you have you're quite a smart guy I'd like to think so, thank you. Well, I mean, for me, like, a large part of my life has been trying to control my various diseases and what they do to me. I thought you would say that. And it's not something I've managed to really exert any form of control over. The pharmaceuticals help to a point, but only to a point. I'm largely still a slave to what they do to me. Okay, so you're talking about the bipolar number one, hey? Yeah. Let's just clarify, because I don't want to, like... Yeah, bipolar like, the epilepsy, yeah. But the epilepsy you said a while ago, maybe on the show, 
it's mostly under control through medic, and it doesn't uh, affect well, the you mentally. the seizures are under control. But mentally? Mentally, uh, it causes depression, so it's a... Okay. So it's rough a double... to try and pick. Is this because of the bipolar, or is this because of the epilepsy? So it's it's just kind of the thing that happens. Okay, so... You know already, like, what your biggest thing that you can't control that you... Hmm. like want to control is which is your like mental illness you forget that you're also like in the early stages of rebirth i know i said such a fucking soy boy comment i called it rebirth motherfucker you're two years old right now you've only been living with diagnosed and medicated bipolar and epilepsy for two years to a year depending on which like thing that's a lot. You always seem to be like, I need to be the alchemist of a thousand years old, the immortal. You never take into like context the fact that you've been dealing with like one of the most stressful fucking diseases. So I dated a bipolar many years ago. And his whole thing was, I just take the medication. And I see my psychiatrist once a month. And I never fucking drink too much. I only drink this much. And I do this much. And I have to do this much exercise. And I have to work this many hours a day. And I have to read books. I can't go to clubs. I can't, like, do this. And I have to have a stable relationship. Mm. And I have to tell my psychiatrist when I'm dating a girl who doesn't have control issues. Let's fucking rewind. Fast forward. Fast forward. Rewind. It's an (laughs) olden day comment. Millennial bitches. Gen Zers. Um, but the boomers understand. Let's fast forward into the future after Cat dumped him. Cat hmm. was upset over a boy whose emotions she couldn't control. Just a random motherfucker. Nothing meaningful. She meets up with this guy. And he's drunk already. He's in a relationship with a woman who's married. He's probably not using his medication he is the bad bipolar. I know that all bipolars think their bipolar is bad, but my mom was a clinical therapist, a psychologist, and she was like, no, your ex-boyfriend's one was the bad one. Your one is the good one, by the way. I know you don't feel that way, but my mom would be like, no, it's fine. It's fine, Russ. Like the Maddie Maddie one is the like, the, and he had the Maddie Maddie one he had is like the super fucking manic his like dad died and he was like happy that's how he described it Hmm. okay okay so this guy was a scientist he was a really brilliant guy really actually he was fucking smart insecure as a motherfucker and smart and he was one of those people like you and i think this is a terrible thing that men endure and also cats where people tell them you're really intelligent and you go i know People tell me that all the time. It doesn't fucking make a difference. No. I know! That's why I went to the therapy boy club that I'm in. <laughs> they don't say that that often, by the way, since I got super fucking amazing. <laughs> okay. I, I saw what he looked like fucking spiraling. Maybe he was on his meds, maybe he wasn't. If I'm a bitch, I'm like, oh, he was off those meds. That's the only way why he was being such a psycho and dating. If I'm realistic, he was on his meds and he had encountered something that he didn't know. Lust, romance with a woman who he couldn't control. I was easy at that time and I've been easy for a long time. (laughs) In that I want 
regular, stable people. That's what I look for. So what mm. I find is I find people that on the surface are stable and regular and predictable, like me. But inside, we're fucking feeling, feeling, feeling crazy, crazy, crazy. I, I just want to say, like with you, like, you're so new to it. But you're still doing the work that he did when he was still sane and with me. So stay with me, Russ. Reading books. Making decisions. You know? Mm. You want to control something that is genetic. That people kill themselves for. Yeah. You want to, you want to control something. I'd like to be able That has to, no cure. Yes. You know, that like you still, because you know you for 38 years without proper medication. Yeah. And you've only known two years of medication. And you're like disappointed, like all of us depressive who's been on it for 10 years, by the way, that, oh my God, we still feel feelings. Mm. You're like, you almost, maybe it's a dude thing. Oh, kill me. But maybe you're like, I didn't want to feel feelings anymore. Uh, what was it you wanted? What was it you wanted? You're so upset about the lack of control over bipolar and epilepsy, but what was it you wanted? Uh, like I don't know what I wanted. It's just <laughs> so it sounds so it, sweetly. It just that answer seemed relevant to the topic we were discussing of control, and it's something that I don't feel control of. Maybe that comes with time you're kind of indicating it doesn't but it i don't know no to the i don't topic. no depression's um depression's amazing like it is it's like and and like if well you can there's feel our like, tagline for the episode depression is amazing i love it thank you okay, brilliant thank you. no listen i'm just saying you're so new to this game i sometimes forget that i've been on meds i've been in therapy for a lot longer than you like you don't have hindsight yet that's, I think, why I'm so frustrated with you. I'm like, just have my hindsight. Because I'm like, look, I discovered love in this episode only, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry you can't control me like that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I will control him afterwards with hypnotism. Russ, I, I mean, fuck, we, this is a beautiful topic, but we need to eat. I want us to talk about a few other things. Mm. Well, for one thing, we need to explain the whole devil's dorp thing, and I'm going to leave that up to you. Oh, no! We've mentioned it, so everyone's curious. It's got to be explained, and I'm going to put that on and you. And our next episode! We don't have enough time! But, Rice, I just want to know, like, just like to finish off on a more pleasant note, like, what is it you're reading? What is it you're watching this week? And then we have a special little thing we're introducing, which we'll tell you about after this. Okay, so we'll start with watching. I'm taking a brief break from Animal Kingdom. Guys, we started Season watching three. it together. Wow, it's so dark and heavy. So taking a brief break, watching something very light-hearted, House. <laughs> because, you know, that's just so feel-good. <laughs> What season are you on of House? I'm uh, just on to season two. Oh, wow. So you did a rewatch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and of I'm house. just like binging it. But like as I do everything oh, else yeah. around yeah, the yeah, house, yeah. etc., there's just something constantly playing. So guys, if you remember our last episode, I was like, Russ, watch Animal Kingdom. He was like, all right. And then we watched it. It was amazing. And we were like watching it together. And we were like, every night I get home from work and be like, all right, 
it's time to make food and watch AK. And we got really dark and really into it, and we were like quoting it and we we're talking. And then like we got to season three, and we were like, she Shit. compared me to Darren. Not entirely sure why, okay. but she so, did. So here, here, here is where you're now culting out a little bit. Okay, so uh, it's fine. We've got time. Let me explain. I said that I'm the girl whose house you play at because my arm is broken mm. and I get to choose who I get to be. So I'm Smurf and you have to be Darren. The reason why I didn't choose Pope was because you were like, I hate Pope. Pope's a psycho. I said he was scary. The Baz is going to die. Mm. And I didn't know that at the time. Craig is Dorf. And Jay, we I still don't know about Jay. So I chose Darren because Darren had a like story of like ups and lows and also he shows he developed so much in season two mm. i was like in season one i said to you i'm sorry i chose darren for you but just like i had a plan like he's a cool guy i really like darren i was like and you can't be smurf because i'm the lead of this princess fucking party because yeah. i'm controlling so yeah i'm sorry do you want to be smurf no, no, I'm so not right bitching announce to I'm them just, that I told you you had to be Darren. I'm just filling them what in on what happened. What is it you want to say to them? And what is it you do you want to be? You want to be Pope now? No, I'm all right with Darren. I was just telling our listeners what happened. Okay. He's That's trying all. to turn you against me. Very culty behavior. It's fine. Actually, I joked. I'm not Smurf. I'm Pope. Watch your back. Okay, so okay. that's what we're watching. Ross is watching a little house. Um, we're watching a little AK together. We don't actually fight that much when we're doing it. We're normally quite passive watching our TV screens drooling. I started Joseph Jordan Levitt's new series, Mr. Corman, kind of a millennial angsty show. I love Joseph Jordan Levitt, guys. I'll keep you posted. It's like a mixture of. 500 days of summer and my fucking so-called life. Let's just see what happens. It's a little unpleasant right now, but I have faith in um, him. I'm also, I just finished Shemad- Shemajanan. 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 Shemajan. Shemajan. Sorry, guys. The, the name is so terrible and it's such a great show. It's about this couple. They're having relationship issues. They end up in a musical town. Where everyone has to sing musicals and things all soft by musicals. Shemajan. Sounds awful. I actually think, Russell, you'll love it. But maybe that's the before and after us. But what do I know? Um, Possibly. Reading The Husbands by Chandler Baker. Very cool show. It's Stepford Wives reverse roles. Loving it. Gobbling it up. Just finished Final Goals. Support group by Grady Hendrix absolutely awesome let me know what you think of my book choices russ what are um, you watching reading? just what i went through what i'm watching but reading i've just finished surface detail by ian m banks fantastic wow. sci-fi lovely space opera oh, everything nice so you glad i reread it you like because russ came to me and he was like uh should i read this or some fucking ancient meaningful text and i was like well ian banks is fucking meaningful motherfucker. Mm-hmm. and and you loved it yeah it yeah good. so next up the book i'm gonna start next is called Magus. the artist's way please remind me to give you the magus tonight okay the mushrooms and the magus okay. don't forget to give me the magus tonight there i've reminded you 
You're so helpful. I Thank thought you. so. Listen, listen, we had an, a, a moment when he's not on critical and he's not so unpleasant and culty. And he's like, oh, well, thanks, Kat. I love that suggestion. Russ, now we introduce our big new part of the show. It's fucking over an hour long. So you're welcome, bitches. If you're little Gen Zs, you're like, oh, I listened for 20 minutes and got bored. But I like to think we have a bunch of 30-something-year-olds, 50-something-year-olds listening to our show. Russ, what are you watching that's a throwback? And what could you, like, suggest to, like, throwback to our FL beautiful CWs? Well, throwback movies, I've... Not all of these are throwbacks, but I've just finished the entire Alien series. Fuck yeah. From the first one all the way up to, I think the last one was Covenant. We're talking about directors like... Ridley Scott, James Cameron, I mean yeah. some fucking top-notch guys. How was it to do a rewatch of the Aliens movies? I really loved the first few. Mm-hmm. The later ones I'm not that keen on. Even Prometheus. Yeah, I didn't like that one. I didn't even like Resurrection all that much. Cool, well, like, we went in this section of the show to be, like, a little bit more of a 90s, 80s. If you've been watching mainstream TV, we don't want to just be suggesting stuff to you guys that, like, you could watch on your own. Like, AK, okay, so it's it's been around for a while, but the new season's out. We want to suggest shows to you guys that you haven't actually thought about movies you haven't thought about especially if you're in lockdown and if also for australian listeners because motherfuckers we want to hear from you i'm so sorry about dictator dan so aliens you're enjoying it yeah how's the special effects in comparison to like your new christopher nolan world tenant interstellar stuff well a lot of them were done with the guy in an alien suit i think it was yafford cotto at least with the initial ones. So special effects, it's all this prosthetic thing, so you don't miss it all that much. Obviously, the spaceship scenes were a bit um, iffy, Mm. but I'm not watching it for the special effects. I'll save that for things like Avatar, etc. This is more about the story, the horror, the sheer edge of your seat thing. Yeah, it hasn't lost that. Wow. That's amazing. And what about you with throwback movies? So uh, I'm very keen. Earlier you had Species yeah. going. That was for the cats, though. They're angry. Okay, so what I'm re-watching, I've been re-watching a lot of, which I think you know about me, is Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. So the most recent proper full-through rewatch, because I watch like old movies all the times, is The Birds. What's so interesting about The Birds is A... Mr. Hitchcock is amazing. Like, you're tense the whole movie. But for, like, it's so weird. Like, 60% of the movie is like a love triangle between either A, the main guy, um, the chick, and a random school teacher, or the main guy, the hot girl, and his mother. It's like very psycho kind of before psycho prequel-ish. And then you have these birds. And it's so weird because it's not about special effects. Although his special effects are amazing, but not in the kind of bigger is better George Lucas way. It's like in a 
these birds will just like wait like there's just scenes with crows just sitting waiting Mm. and it's really subtle and i just love alfred hitchcock so that's what i'm doing right now i really want to before our next episode try to watch the thing um john carpenter 1980 apparently it's amazing i have watched the new version i haven't watched the old version guys join me comment I really want to know what you're thinking because apparently it's considered one of the greatest horror movies and I love horror movies. So my, As I recall, it was fantastic. Yeah. And I'm so excited to watch it. I mean, just your final thoughts on Control. I think we largely covered it all, though. <laughs> no, I mean, we've been into a huge amount of depth and a hugely varied thing. I don't think it's something that I can tritely just compress into one or two sentences so for thoughts and control listen to the entire episode (laughs) which at this point you already have (laughs) any kind of feelings about control we still differ i still think that control largely is an illusion it's not something we have all of that much of much as we might want it uh what are your final thoughts on the episode and on control in general dude I promise you, every single time I think about controlling situations, I start saying the serenity prayer. What I can control, what I can't, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. That's how it comes down to me, for, for me. As long as I can keep my backyard clean. So if it's love, if it's passion, if it's like being functional, then it, it control always comes back to what I can control. I'm not the motherfucker in a bar who's like losing control because I'm medicated and I'm responsible. And I, mean, I think that's what our show is about is like being a fucking adult fucking going crazy. <laughs> I don't know if we offered enough solutions to control, but fuck, we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Guys, until we meet again, I'm Kat. Think critically. And I'm Russell. Be whimsical.